Wake up! Learn about your city from neighbors who actually live there. Hey neighbors, thank you for tuning in to the third Stonecrest podcast election series. We have proudly brought each candidate to our neutral platform answering the questions you've asked. We look forward to sharing this experience with you, so make sure you tell a friend to listen, subscribe to our newsletter, and follow us on Instagram at the Stonecrest Podcast. The Stonecrest Podcast. Spreading awareness within our community. Now, on to the candidate's bio, which will be immediately followed by their interview. Please listen carefully and vote in the no. District 2. Candidate, Candidate Terry, Terry Fye. 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 Terry Fye is fighting to restore faith in Stonecrest. Calling Stonecrest home since he was 13, he's watched the community come into its own and grew up alongside it. As an alumni of Miller Grove High School, he's worked as a young leader in his collegiate and political career to fight for a transparent and accountable government. Since graduating, he's been blessed to work for the community in Stonecrest and Lafonia by advocating for the passage of two ordinances to decriminalize cannabis under an ounce in city limits. These ordinances protect citizens from an overbearing government. Please explain the responsibilities of a city council person in Stonecrest. So in Stonecrest, our city council, all city council is responsible for enacting ordinances to improve city well-being and citizen well-being, approving and attracting new businesses, developments, and ensuring that we're reflecting the desires of the active citizens in the city. And that can be done during city council and work sessions. And finally, the thing that really ma- that really matters is a point is really the biggest part is involving our citizens and actually making sure we're appointing them to boards, committees, and encouraging citizen participation in our community boards. Some of the most important that we really need to have people citizens on and getting their insight on is parks and recreation, finance oversight, zoning, which is really important in a lot of our stuff, and especially transportation this next coming couple of years. How do you plan to be a transparent and effective communicator with the residents in your district? So one of our top priorities with our platform is making sure we're transparent with our leadership. I'm not trying to be just some politician and I'm not and I'm trying to be just an advocate uh, for the citizens. Like just this weekend, we were out talking to residents about their issues, about the concerns and doing that proactively, not to, and trying to make sure we set that up for not just in an election year. And this morning after speaking with people, I got the chance to talk to them about their issues and turn in some of their issues to code enforcement in the city. Because again, citizens, they need their representatives, their leaders to be out in the community with them outside of an election year. So my priorities actually in our platform to increase transparency and openness in our city is hosting virtual, like hosting virtual biweekly office hours with my constituents. I want to really bring back our town halls that we used to have a lot in the city of Stonecrest and in District 2 and give people updates and live updates on our projects. So that way, even if they're not able to make a city council meeting, they're able to find ways to meet with me quarterly so that way they can ask me questions, reassess my priorities, and figure out and help me out to figure out what are the best things that I'm missing out on the ground. And then finally, it might be something small, but something I really liked that I really like to see from other council members on the council is actually maintaining a monthly newsletter for my constituents. And so telling them about bills I'm looking for and bills and ordinances that I'm looking forward to bringing up at the city, places I'm going to be, highlight businesses in the city, things like that. 
And so I think being an effective communicator and being able to get out and doing these things in this are just small steps that I can take as a councilman to help restore faith in Stonecrest. How can we bring more commercial businesses into the area, such as upscale restaurants, family venues or activities, and retail shopping? So my plan to actually do that is actually twofold. So ultimately, whether or not we do whether or not we do this, we have to make sure that we get control of crime and negative press surrounding this. Again, businesses, companies, corporations, and family venues want to be in a place where they can ensure that their operation is going to be safe and sustainable. So I'm working to make so I want to make sure that I'm working to, with our environment, with our community, to make sure that we're able to create an environment that's conducive of that and that's going to attract these businesses to naturally. So I want to work with our, our partners in the CAP PD to ensure that our community is protected until we actually develop our own police force. Secondly, I want to reinvest our community in our businesses that are already here to help increase the city's buying power. A lot of times when we see a lot of citizens who aren't able to find the things they want, end up taking their money and leave and end up going off to other places that actually have their programs. But again, if we're informing citizens of how they can really put, spend their dollars here, reestablishing and rebuilding that faith in Stonecrest and restoring that faith and getting them to get, getting citizen confidence back in our city, we can increase our buying power. So other competitors and other businesses will actually want to come to our city, invest in our city. And as long as we're getting out, meeting with businesses, being, uh, being great advocates and ambassadors for our city, we can help make sure that we can bring these spaces and bring these things in time. And so I think these ways of reengaging our citizens, working on these, making things safe, are ways that we can really invest people and bring them out and bring them out to Stonecrest. What actions can we take to improve public safety in our city within your elected term? So all communities thrive when they have when residents and businesses feel safe. And as Stonecrest residents, I think we deserve to feel safe in our homes. I haven't made it a secret that I support the creation of a Stonecrest police force, and I'm dedicated to working on a proposal to create this force. And so across the nation, we're, un we're undergoing a, a national shortage of police, but I think that we can create a police force that's responsive and respected for and respectful to our homes and its needs. And so that's one of the, my main tenets and one of the main things that I really want to do in my term to help create that safety and that advocacy. In the meantime, I plan to work with our city to find ways that we can help support and subsidize businesses with subsidized security enhancements to businesses and homeowner associations who are just trying to build, install different cameras, different things. So I want to work to create a sustainable grant in our city to actually partner with our partners as we kind of work towards building our own police force. So, and then finally, I want to also work with our current police here in, South, in the South Precinct and the Cab County PD to actually thank them for their hard work that they're doing while we're waiting on developing this service for our citizens. Again, most people in the last couple of years have really taken our police for granted and not realize that these people are just like us. They're people with very difficult jobs. They're people with different, very difficult lives. And so I want to definitely work with our South Precinct to definitely not only encourage encourage the retention of officers, but let but also take out time in my personal time to thank them. I want to work on quarterly meetings with our officers. I want to work on lunches. I want to get together with HOAs and different community groups to set up events to thank our officers for serving our community so that we were able to build authentic and viable relationships with them.
Because ultimately, these are the people who are keeping us safe. And I think it's best when they love serving our community that we get the best results out of them. So these are a couple of things that I really want to do to make sure that we can improve public safety, maybe do a couple of events where we're educating people on how to be best safe, how to best carry firearms, things like that. And also, I want to pursue some ordinances that tackle some of the more pressing things that are happening in our city, like making sure we're curbing street racing, curbing firearms, things like that. I mean, misuse of firearms, excuse me. If you could change one thing about zoning, what would it be and why? Ooh, I, one of the things I really want to change about zoning is possibly, without hurting some of the businesses we have here, is making sure that, again, we're using, we're having to use less special land use permits during our city council meetings. I think, again, we have to really establish that we have a zoning code. We have a zone, we have a zoning map that needs to be, that needs to be amended, that if it needs to be amended, can be amended, but we're sticking to it and not just willy nilly putting things around. And also one of the things I really want to do is help definitely work to get more citizens involved in the zoning board because again, incidents like Metro Green happen because we aren't paying attention. And if we have more citizens actually and we have re-engaged our citizens to get them out on the boards and get them involved, we can make sure we can prevent things like that. How will you discern when it is better for the community to side with residents versus industrial business? So I think one of the best litmus tests that I can set that I always see with businesses and how they're going to serve our city is how they act during the community meetings when they have to engage citizens there. I think always seeing the, their performance and taking on some of the tough questions that I have to take on as a city councilman and getting them and seeing how they're going to treat them there usually sets my precedent for there. Now, I'm usually a very big pro-business guy. I really want to see more businesses have to come to our city community and I want to see more and I want to see good jobs come here. But again, we can't uplift our economy at the risk of our homes. And so I definitely want, so again, when it comes down to things like Metro Green, if a city, if the citizens are not with you, I'm not with you. What steps will you take to improve our city's financial footing? Stretch, stretch, stretch that dollar. So again, in order to really, in order to really make sure that we're taking care of our finances and using the tax dollars that our citizens are giving us, I want to make sure that we're stretching the dollars and eliminating waste and ensuring that we're transparent with citizens. So tying that back, and so tying that back to restoring faith in Stonecrest, citizens are not going to trust their city council if we're wasting their dollars on frivolous things, not really spending, not really using their dollars efficiently, and trying to make sure that we're that we're acting at a, that we're acting at a surplus any every single year. So again, some of the things that I really want to make sure that we're doing is eliminating waste, making sure we're increasing transparency, and I would actually support ways that we can actually regularly audit so that we'll regularly audit so that we were able to keep that transparency and faith in our city government. So again, if I had it didn't say anything else, cutting waste, making sure we're transparent, and then auditing our services. If you received a grant for five million dollars to spend in the city any way you desired, what would you do with it? Five million dollars. So that seems like a lot of money in hindsight. Well, at the at the forefront, but again, since it's a grant and not a continuous funding sort, we have to be very careful with how we're spending it. 
And so if I have the chance to get $5 million for a city, I think... So here's a couple of things I would... Here's a couple of things on my Christmas list I would definitely do. One, I want to prioritize a roughly 7 to 9% pay increase for our city staff to actually help with retention. Because, again, some of the citizens have a really expressed concern about turnover in the city, and it's something that really... And, it's, and so as a young city, we need to really stay competitive with our hiring practices and making sure that we're effectively helping our city staff. Because I think inflation was upwards of 8% just this year. And so we want to make sure that we're supporting our staff, making sure they're not looking for, making sure that they're able to feed their families, support their families, and not looking to other cities to take and to look for jobs. And so, and again, that doesn't include city council. That doesn't include me, but I'm saying for city staff. Um, other than that, I, I think during the mid, I think there's a part of the mid-year plan that actually has some improvements to, Covington Highway sidewalks that I think I'd want to put some more money, put some money towards that to help kind of bolster take so we're able to allocate more funding because there are some expensive things on that list that I think don't think $5 million will cover. But I think if we do that, we can actually increase safety in those areas. And because we're developing more homes in that particular place, we can definitely make sure that the children, um, a lot of the residents who are walking from that area, maybe to Kroger, Walmart, places like that, we can make sure that we're able to help. And so improving midway, the midterm sidewalk improvements, the Covington Highway. And then maybe if I'm able to do, if I have a little bit left after those projects, looking towards, again, funding that security grant for HOAs, businesses to help them install cameras, gates, see if they can install um, alarm systems, basically to help them feel successful and, and um, secure. And so honestly, using that funding for that and making sure that we're able to keep it sustainably. Have you made any mistakes as a leader? If yes, please share. And how have you grown from it? So y'all are trying to get me to self-incriminize myself. <laughs> okay, I, oof. This isn't an easy question to answer, but there was one mistake I made just two years ago. So I accidentally decriminalized the wrong city back when I was first starting. So in doing so, so originally I looked at my, when I was looking to get involved in the in my community and actually do something, I wanted to fight to decriminalize the city. And so I looked at my city address, saw that, hey, my city, my mailing address says Lithonia. So obviously I need to go lobby with the city of Lithonia. So I went up the street, went up to a city council, the city hall over there and lobbied for about six or seven months in 2021 to help decriminalize that city. And so after working with Councilman Honoré over there, lobbying with the city council, seeking at meetings, talking, going door to door and talking to the neighbors in Lithonia, we finally actually got the ordinance passed and the city was, and within the city limits of Lithonia, we actually got the decrim, we actually got at the city to decriminalize cannabis under an ounce. We stopped people being arrested and we took care of that. And so I go around and I'm explaining to my dad, I'm like, dad, I got my, Mr. Chris, I got my, I got the city decriminalized. I took care of it. Yeah. And he's like, you don't, son, you don't live in the city of Lithonia. I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, you don't live in the city of Lithonia. You live in, we live in Stonecrest. I'm like, since when? The, the mailing address say Lithonia. He's like, no, nah, we live in Stonecrest. Look, pulls up the map. I look at my voting record. I'm like, God darn it. 
So then I end up realizing, oh my gosh, I have to start this over. And so in doing that, I realized, and so in doing that, it was a big mistake because I didn't take the time to pay attention and notice my city. But in doing so, it actually allowed me to get involved, to actually get more involved in the city council here, learn about some of the issues that were pertaining our city, realize that, again, as a young person, I could use my, the energy and not get discouraged, really use, really, use the, really use my passion for my community and take care of the entire area. And so it took another seven months, but we got the chance to really decrimi- to decriminalize the city and stop young and stop people from going to jail and said be held accountable with fines to be able to make sure that we're able to take care of the community. And that really taught me to make sure that, again, regardless of imaginary lines, doing the work, putting in the effort really takes you really takes you and really makes a difference. So long story short, I decriminalized two cities by accident. Why do you choose to live in Stonecrest? So as a young person, all of my first are in Stonecrest. A lot of things people don't, a lot of people have lived in here 23, 15 years, 10 years, but this has been the only place I, that I've known to be home. All of my firsts are here. My dad first my, bought my first suit for prom at Evolve at Stonecrest Mall. I think my mom bought my first car up on Hillendale for $200, and that thing did not work. We bought it, pushed it down Hillendale, got it. I actually got the car. I built the parts with parts from Pull Apart over on a Farrington. Not Farrington, excuse me. Yeah, up on Farrington. We bought, I got my first, heck, I got my first kiss at the track at Miller Grove. I, this has been the only place I've known. And it really hurts me to see people talk bad about a city who has had a, who's had a rough start. But again, it's all we have. And again, so... As a place that really has all my first, I have no choice, and neither do any of the young people who live in our city have a choice but to fight to see that this place succeeds. Again, I want to make sure my home succeeds because my brother lives here, my sister lives here, my mother, my father lives here, and so many people who look like me want to see a city like this succeed. And so again, regardless of who you are, I don't care if you're Black, white, Asian, Hispanic, Democrat, Republican, rich, poor, it don't matter to me. We have to fight to make sure the city succeeds because it's all we have. Thank you so much for answering our scheduled questions. Now, if you could take the time to talk a little bit more about your candidacy, what you have going on, where we can find you, and anything fun you would like to add. Absolutely. And thank you so much for hosting and having me here. And I want to say this to anybody who's listening in the city of Stonecrest. I understand that a lot of, that a lot of times we've had a r- very rough couple of a couple of years starting up on our city. And I'm ready to tell you that my name's Terry Fye, and I'm here to fight to restore faith in Stonecrest. I want to make sure that you have a responsive council, a councilman that you can find who's going to be annoying you with all his emails and making sure that you know everything that's going on. And I want to make sure that you have somebody who you can trust to make sure that and to make sure that make do the right thing at the city. I believe that our cities on the best days are ahead of them. And I believe that we can actually do that. So I encourage you, if you would like to get involved in our campaign, want to see us, want to see us fight to restore faith in Stonecrest, you can get involved with us at terryfy.com or you can come on Facebook, join us on and follow our Facebook page at terryfy for district two, get involved with us, or you can just see, you can just follow and see me when I'm walking down the street asking for your vote. Because again, I want to earn it. 
I want to make sure that I'm resp- responsible and respectful to you and have your faith to make sure that we can build this community and make it even better. Again, Stonecrest's best days are ahead of them, and I think we can do that together. So join me to make sure that we can fight to restore faith in Stonecrest. You can follow us at Terry5GA. It's my, that's my personal Instagram where I personally post about our stuff and you can always follow us there. Thank you to listening to the Stonecrest Podcast election series for the city council candidates. Remember to tell your neighbors, share this podcast with everyone you know, and listen to every single episode so that you can vote in the know. The Stonecrest Podcast. Spreading awareness within our community.